Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Quick announcement before we get this one underway. Obviously, I said it on my Instagram, did a bit of a reel about it, but I'm going to be out of action for the whole of this week. I am getting my wisdom teeth removed, so I'll be out of action, won't be able to record any podcasts. So what I'm going to do... Uh, Last night, while I'm recording this, it'll be last night, is just recording a bunch of podcasts. Well, not a bunch. I'm going to record the preview uh, for this current week's games, obviously the review for last week. I'm also going to record the finals oversight, and then obviously the rest of the content will have to be through posts for that week. If I'm feeling a little bit better towards the end of the week, obviously then I'll record some other ones depending on what news comes out and whatnot, uh, but I will be pretty much out of action in terms of podcasts. But obviously, posts. I'll be trying to get as many posts as I can out for you guys. So I'm not leaving you hanging there uh, in terms of me being out of action, but I pretty much will be. DMs are always open just in terms of the podcasting, uh, stuff like that, recording podcasts on Spotify. Uh, For the whole week, I pretty much won't be posting anything other than obviously the preview for this week, the review of last week, which is this podcast right now, uh, and then the finals oversight as well. That's the only podcast that I am doing for this week. So let's get straight into it. Obviously, the tipping, two out of two there. Only two games on, so it was much easier than obviously with eight games on. Uh, But two out of two there, I tipped the South Sydney Rabbitohs because they are my team. And I tipped Parramatta as well. So two out of two there in the tipping. Obviously, fantasy that season's done, so we can't really talk about fantasy. But a big topic, a big topic going into the weekend. Wednesday night, Wallabies v the All Blacks. What a game. It was a really, really entertaining game. Uh, The back end got me. Jesus, that referee call. I don't know. I'm a bit biased because I'm a Wallabies fan, but I just think that really cost the Wallabies the game. It really did. He was in the kicking motion. Uh, it was Foley. He was about to kick it out the fly half, and then the ref obviously gave the penalty to the All Blacks. It was a crucial moment in the game. It was after full time. All he had to do was kick it out, and they'd basically won the game for the All Blacks there, giving the penalty to the All Blacks, and the All Blacks score a try to win themselves the game 39-37. I was so upset. I was so upset and so angry. It is not even funny. I don't even watch Rugby Union that often. That's the thing. I don't really watch Rugby Union that often, but I was tuning in. Obviously, Wallabies v. the All Blacks. Obviously, I'm going to tune in there for that one, but geez, so disappointing how that game went. So disappointing. I was obviously rooting uh, for the Wallabies there, and there was a really, really bad call there from the referee. He got a lot of backlash from it. I think it's going to be very unlikely that he is going to be refing another rugby union game, especially in the World Cup. I think it's very unlikely we see him again. But look, that could be me just being very biased after a loss. But geez, it was a rough, rough call, a rough call. And I was speaking to a lot of other Wallaby supporters that tend to agree. I put a comment on the All Blacks page and got absolutely destroyed by All Blacks fans. So I deleted it, obviously, because it was a comment out of anger and out of disappointment that we lost that game. Uh, But yeah, it was really, really rough, super rough and not a really good way to start the week. I'll tell you that for free. Not a really good way to start a week of footy. But geez, the frown got turned upside down once the week of footy begun. Two really solid games. Let's get straight into those. And then after this, we'll talk about the NRLW as well, because I really want to touch on how these girls are going, because it is sensational how they are going. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's talk about this first game, the Parramatta Eels taking on the Canberra Raiders. It was a tough set to start the game from Canberra. I thought they really matched the intensity of the Parramatta Eels, but obviously Parramatta, they were a little bit better. I was having a little bit of an argument there 
there with the rugby league guru as well. We had some contrasting opinions about that game. I thought Canberra were quite solid. He tended to agree. He thought that it was just Parramatta all the way, which as well, I tend to agree with him in that sense. But I feel like Canberra, in moments, they really looked good. They matched the intensity. They pretty much, every time they had the ball, got into Parramatta's danger zone or Parramatta's 10. uh, And then they basically gifted Parramatta the ball or knocked it on and made an error that really cost them the game. I think their discipline really cost them the game. The Canberra Raiders and the Parramatta Reels, they really played off that. 62% possession as well. That was a real factor in Parramatta's win uh, and they were just clinical. They were just clinical. Mitch Moses having an absolute blinder of a week as well. But anyway, Canberra, they start off with a really strong set, really strong set. Parramatta obviously defended quite well. I think Canberra got a little bit shook because obviously Parramatta were matching their intensity there. Throughout the game, I thought that Parramatta's kick chase, obviously after last tackle, Moses or Dylan Brown would put an absolute blinder of a kick in and then their kick chase was phenomenal. And then you obviously take into account Moses' kicking game, which was great all game. It was pretty much pinpoint all game. Some may disagree, but I thought that Raiders' defense to start that game was really solid as well. They were really aiming up there uh, to the Parramatta Reels, and I thought that the defense was solid. But obviously, that started to wear away uh, Parramatta. They were scoring some tries, and obviously, we know what happens next. But I thought that Canberra, in stints, they looked really, really solid. Xavier Savage, that try that he scored was amazing. And after that, I honestly thought that Canberra were going to get on a bit of a roll. They started the first set they had after that try really well. Uh, Obviously, Jamal Fogarty didn't get the kick in that gave them a little less confidence than it should have but I thought the first set after that try was amazing but you look back you look back at some of the moments in that game Xavier Savage had prior obviously the Opacek try the ball went through his legs it wasn't really too much he could have done I thought that he should have turned around and dived on the ball but there wasn't enough time obviously Opacek was coming straight behind he put the ball down not much he can do there it was a really really unlucky bounce there for Xavier Savage he made a few errors after that and then scoring that try semi made up for them I thought that in Stints, he was really impressive as well. When he got the ball, he did look very, very dangerous there. Xavier Savage, Campbell Gillard. I thought Regan Campbell Gillard all game when he was on the field. He was amazing. 190 meters, really ripping and tearing there, nearly running for 200. But all the forwards for Parramatta ran over 100 meters by the end of the game. It was a big effort there. It's unheard of there from Parramatta. I thought they were amazing. Thought after Canberra kicks that Gutho's kick returns and his cover defense as well was quite solid as well. Not afraid to take some contact, obviously, after he caught the ball there. So I thought Gutho was really good, obviously, in the cover defense and catching the ball after last tackle from Canberra. I thought he was amazing. And obviously, his kick returns as well, I thought were quite solid uh, for Clint Gutherson. I thought all game he was pretty switched on. I thought that he was really, really good uh, in support play and stuff like that as well. So Gutho, I thought he had a really good game. There was no kick pressure on Moses or Dylan Brown for most of that game. And that's another element that I thought lost Canberra Raiders the game. There was absolutely no kick pressure at some points on either Dylan Brown or Mitch Moses during that game. There was an example about 20 minutes in, obviously, when Dill Brown was going to take a kick. He ran so deep into the line as well. He gained about 10 metres before he put the kick up as well, and it was a bloody good kick. And they gave him a lot of time to do that. And that's where I think, obviously, along with the errors and the discipline, where Canberra really lost that game. They weren't up for it. They didn't want it as much as the Parramatta Reels wanted it. Going into next season, obviously, they've got a young squad there, sort of. 
They're going to learn from that. Guys like Hudson Young, even guys like Jamal Fogarty. He only joined the NRL about two years ago. He was playing reserve grade for the most of his career. So even guys like Jamal Fogarty, he's going to learn from that as well. I thought he was quite good in that game. In the stints where Canberra were on, I thought that he was playing some good footy as well. Jack Whiten as well. I thought that he was another positive for the Canberra Raiders. His kicking game was great, especially, as I said, when they were switched on. His kicking game was pretty much pinpoint as well in those moments. But the difference was there was kick pressure. There was kick pressure on Whiten. There was kick pressure on Jamal Fogarty. There needed to be kick pressure on Moses and there needed to be kick pressure on Dylan Brown because, as I said, those kicking games were pinpoint. I think that if Canberra put as much kick pressure on the Parramatta Reels as Parra put on the Canberra Raiders, then I think that it would have been a much closer game. And as I said before, if they were much more disciplined as well, the Canberra Raiders, it would have been a very different game as well. I thought there were a few 50-50 moments from Jack Whiten as well in terms of what to do with the footy when he did have it. They didn't have much possession. They only had about 28% possession of the footy, but the times when they did have the footy in their hands, they didn't really capitalize as well as they would have liked to. Jack Whiten as well, there was an example where he had the footy going down the sideline, could have dummied and gone himself, may have even broken the line, but passed to Sebastian Chris, didn't have much room there, Chris, and then got dragged straight over the sideline, so their execution wasn't great, and again, another factor to why they lost that game, I thought that their execution, discipline, uh, and then obviously kick chasing on the halves of the Parramatta Reels sort of lost them the game there, the Canberra Raiders. This was obviously in contrast to Parramatta, who was obviously on song the whole game, attack and defense was on point, kicking game was solid, we mentioned that before, Moses's ball to Wonga Blake was so good, so crisp, the ball playing from Moses and from Dylan Brown was on song, Dylan Brown's running game, 321 running meters, now you think that's crazy, you think 300 meters in a game, let alone 321 meters in a game is crazy, he was on 101 running meters in that game, 101 with 30 minutes to go, and he gets 321 to finish off the game. That is insane. That's just over 200 meters in 30 minutes of footy. That is insane there from Dylan Brown. That was a massive night, massive effort from him. And again, another reason why they won that game. So Dylan Brown's running game, obviously, Mitch Moses' kicking game and ball playing as well was solid. The forwards in the middle, obviously, running over 100 metres each. Ryan Madison, his ball playing through the middle, I thought was amazing. The forwards ball playing. Just the forwards in general, Junior Paolo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, and Ryan Madison in the middle ball playing was amazing. It was immaculate. They did such a good job there in the middle. Defensively as well, they were amazing there. The Parramatta Reels in the middle, the forwards did an amazing job. I thought that the whole Parramatta side was pretty much on song during that game. And then when you thought Canberra were going to start to come into this game, when you thought that Parramatta were going to slip in the second half, they continued that intensity throughout the game and they were just amazing. They were just clinical in the big moments. They iced the cake every single time. Moses' goal kicking as well was pinpoint. Uh, bar some misses, he was pretty much on point there with the goal kicking. There was a key moment for me that would have maybe turned the Canberra Raiders sort of style of play around. Obviously, the Jack Whiten try. Jack Whiten, I think it was one of the wingers that had put in a kick for him. He was just offside by a few metres. Not even a few metres. A few centimetres he was offside. But if he wasn't offside, he would have got a penalty try there. Reid Marnie taking him out, tackling him without the ball. 
Jeez, that would have turned the game. That would have really turned the game on its head, in my opinion. That was a big moment. Uh, and for them to not get the try there, obviously, Jack White and being offside, fair enough. But it would have been a key moment in that game, a key moment where Canberra could have turned their game around. But obviously, Parramatta, they were on top for pretty much the rest of the game. And the only thing that really concerned me for the Canberra Raiders was their discipline, uh, their execution, and then obviously, their kick chase on the halves. That was the only thing that really concerned me. Uh, Obviously, when we talk about execution, with only 28% possession of the ball, they weren't going too well at all, and they were gifting Parramatta possession off last tackle kicks and off uh, their execution. Their execution was poor, the discipline was poor, and that's what lost the Canberra Raiders of the game in that one. Now, obviously, that means that the Canberra Raiders are out of finals now, and Parramatta go on to verse uh, the North Queensland Cowboys next weekend. Now, moving on to the next game, it was the Rabbitohs v the... Cronulla Sharks and wow what a game what a game that one was obviously the Rabbitohs they started strong with the try uh, they really got on the front foot early Damian Cook running out of dummy half Cody Walker looking quite good Latrell looking quite good obviously having a bit of a redemption game after the two weeks from the Roosters he was sort of in and out of those games but he definitely did have a big game in this Cronulla Sharks one the South score a try to get into the game they obviously get the the ball back after that to Vita Tatola knocks the ball on on the South 10 and then they have one of the best defensive runs I think it was several sets on their line they defended the Cronulla Sharks obviously they lost a little bit of confidence there and I think that South Sydney really took a lot of confidence from that uh, and then really went on an onslaught I wouldn't say an onslaught because it was a little bit close but it was a really really tough game there a really tough game from the South Sydney Rabbitohs in this one I thought Moylan he was setting the tone there with his kicking game I thought that Hines got a little bit quiet in this one. I thought Moylan was doing most of the work. He had heaps of touches, heaps of touches in that one. South were playing a really up-tempo game of footy, a really up-tempo game of footy, and it was really, really troubling the Cronulla Sharks. Now, look, I will say this. I thought that Hines handled the pressure in the first 20 to 30 minutes really, really well. But as the game went on, as South started scoring more tries, I feel like the pressure did get to him. I feel like the pressure did get to him there. He didn't fold, I wouldn't say, because he was still heavily involved. He was still heavily involved in this game, but I just feel like he wasn't playing 100%. I think it's a learning curve for him. I think he'll definitely learn from this game. Going into next season, he'll be 27 years old. He'll be in his peak. I reckon he's going to be sensational. I reckon he's going to be unreal. Nico Hines, 2023, is going to be a scary thought for every other team in this competition. Sharks, 2023, they are probably going to get into the top four again. I'm going to say it now. I think they get into the top four again. I thought Tavita Tatola, we already talked about his knock-on, but other than that, he was sensational in this one, really punching through the Cronulla Sharks defense. I thought that he was the best forward on that field that night. He was sensational there, Tavita Tatola. I thought that Ilias... Ilias played his best game I've seen this season. He was unreal, heavily involved, great defensive plays, great defensive reads, uh, and really big plays that got his team on the front foot, got his team a bit of confidence in that one. Really big halfback plays that you don't normally see. A very strong defensive half there, Ilias, and I thought that he had one of the best games of his career. A try, a try assist, and then obviously seven tackle breaks as well in that game. He was amazing. Now, we already touched on the trail, but I thought that his kicking game, I thought that his passing selection, I thought it was really on point. There was a no-look kick that he did, a little cheeky no-look kick there to force a repeat set there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs that I thought was just classy. I thought it was just classy there from Trell Mitt because Trell Mitt, that's it. If you don't know that, 
What are you doing? You're living under a rock. If you don't know Trell Mint, that's it, then what are you doing? Now, talking about South and how good they were going, there were some silly mistakes gifting the Cronulla Sharks possession in that one uh, that I thought was a bit silly by them. And uh, Cronulla, they did have chances to get back into the front foot, score a few tries and get back in the game, which at some points they did. But I just thought that... At the end of the day, Seas were the better team on the park and they definitely showed it because they played some really, really strong football. But look, the big factors for me was Latrell Mitchell, Lachlan Elias, and then Cameron Murray as well. What a game by Cameron Murray. What a game by Cameron Murray. I thought that he was amazing in that one. One of the better games of his season this season and defensively and in attack as well, I thought he was solid in this one. 147 metres, 33 post contact, 37 tackles, only one miss there for Cameron. And Murray, really solid night for him. And that try at halftime, yeah, that was amazing. And what about this for a cheeky little moment there for Jai Arrow? You don't see forwards kicking too often. And the one kick he did do, kicked at 54 metres, only for it to go out. And obviously the Sharkies getting a seven-tackle set. But Jesus, that was an absolute weapon of a kick. As Phil Gould said, very interesting seeing forwards kicking in this day of game. But look, I thought that was quite funny. Tane Milne, I thought that he was great. I thought that he was sensational in this one there, Tane. Milne. Defense and attack, he was just up for it. He was just a mongrel. Just a mongrel there, Tane Milne. Eight tackles, zero missed, and for a winger, that's quite good. Ran for 120 metres with 34 post contact, two tackle busts as well. Uh, so, really solid game there for Tane Milne. Campbell Graham as well. Defense and attack, I thought that he was amazing. 153 metres, 59 post contact, four tackle busts. Really solid performance there from him in this one. As I said before, South just all across the park were pretty much the better side in this one and Nico Hines uh, although he went all right he didn't have the best game and I think it's going to be a massive learning curve for him here and as I said it's going to be a big driving force for some peak form there from Nico Hines next season I reckon he's going to be an absolute weapon next season and I think he will probably take his side to a preliminary final or even a grand final next season I reckon they're top four again next season the Cronulla Sharks now look if we delve deep into this game as good as it was, there was a lot of drop ball early on, especially due to nerves. I think that, especially from the Cronulla Sharks, they were a bit nervous. There was a few drop balls there. Now, look, it might seem like I'm absolutely hammering the Cronulla Sharks here. Their second half, they scored a try. Nico Hines puts a bomb up. Ronaldo Molotalo bats it back for Britain Decora to score. All of a sudden, they're back in this game and they had a pretty solid game, the Cronulla Sharks, in the second half. Granted, the first half was a little bit ordinary, but the second half, they started to play a bit of footy. They started to go quite well. Now, what about this for a stat? Craig Fitzgibbon became the first rookie coach to finish in the top two since Trent Robertson in 2013. What about that stat there from Craig Fitzgibbon? And I think that you could almost consider this Sharks season a success, but when you saw where they got to, the footy they were playing at the back end of the season as well, I don't know. It's a bit ordinary. It's a bit ordinary and it was a tough way to go out, but I think next season they'll be all better for it as well. And as I said, for the young guys, including Nico Hines, it will be a big learning curve for them going into next season and I think that if they get into this situation again next season which I think they will I think they're going to be as I said all the better for it, the Cronulla Sharks 
And talking about how good the Sharks have been, it was the first time this season the Sharks had suffered back-to-back losses and the first time since round 10 last year that they've conceded 30 points in consecutive games. So you think about it that way, right up until the past two weeks, which by the way, last week Nico Hines was sensational up against the Cowboys, you, you look back at the rest of the season, they've had a pretty fucking good season. It's only the third time this season that they've missed more than 40 tackles with the other being in round one and obviously against the Cowboys in the first week of finals. A big moment in that game for me, obviously the Isaiah Tass intercept try, 67th minute uh, ran 70 metres before Lachlan Lears threw a big pass to Tane Milne to score in the corner. Uh, that was a big moment in the game that I thought really sealed the deal there. Just going back to Cameron Murray, the Rabbitohs they made plenty of mistakes but there was just one man and his name is Cameron fucking Murray. He delivered again and again for the South Sydney Rabbitohs when the ball landed in his hands. He was unbelievable. He scored a brilliant solo try at the stroke of half time. He was pretty much everywhere on the field for the Bunnies. He finished with 101 metres from 13 carries, which is just sensational. He had four tackle busts, a line break, and a line break assist as well. And I think going into next week, you look at who they're versing, the Penny Panthers. I think it's going to come down to Latrell Mitchell. It's going to come down to Cameron Murray. It's going to come down to... Uh, obviously Cody Walker as well. Can the South Sydney Rabbitohs beat the Penrith Panthers? Obviously looking into next weekend, obviously, as I said before, South Sydney Rabbitohs v the Penrith Panthers is going to be on. Uh, we've also got the Cowboys v the Eels before that. Cowboys and Eels Friday, Panthers and Rabbitohs Saturday. What a week of finals. What a week. The preliminary finals to get into the grand final. My early prediction is Eels and Penrith. I think it could be Eels and South. I unfortunately do not see the Cowboys winning this one. Although it's at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, Cowboys home. They are the favourites. I think the Eels do win that game. As for the Panthers and the Rabbitohs, I think this one could go either way. I think it depends on the performance of Latrell Mitchell. I think that the Rabbitohs need to really put an effort in to defend Nathan Cleary. Shut down Nathan Cleary. They shut down Nico Hines. Can they shut down Nathan Cleary if they can? I think they can definitely win this one. It's at a course stadium. Technically, it's at South home. Let's see what happens there. It could go either way. For me, I think it's a great advantage. Actually, it's at a core stadium. It's a great advantage there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. My early prediction here, Eels and Panthers for the grand final. Now, let's talk about the NRLW. Let's talk about the NRLW on the weekend because there were some great games. The Eels knocked out the Broncos from the finals. Obviously, the Roosters, I think, knocked out the Titans. I think that's how that works there. 38-12, to 12, the Roosters won. Uh, the Roosters are undefeated, as I know of, as well. 38-12 to 12 there against the Titans. That makes them undefeated. Jada Taylor, she went quite well. And then the Knights v. the Dragons as well. So from what I'm hearing, the Knights will verse the Dragons again next week to get into the grand final. And then I think that the Parramatta Reels will play uh, the Sydney Roosters in a game to get into the grand final as well. So very, very interesting final series. I think that the Roosters will probably beat the Eels. And then I'm picking the Knights to beat the Dragons again and get into the grand final as well. So very interesting two games for the NRLW. I think I'll be having a little bit of a tune in. I'll be tuning in when I can, depending on when the games are on. And I can't wait to see how this NRLW series finishes off. But I'm picking a Knights and Roosters grand final there for the NRLW. But look, I can't wait for this weekend of footy. Wonderful.